Welcome to the Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. Well, too late. It's going. It's, it's all happened. I was going to be like. We're like debating whether or not to start. Now, like, well, I was going to give you. I was going to. I was. Well, might as well do it on the pod. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Trying to Be Better with Joel and Steve podcast. I'm Joel. I and I'm Steve. And this is our podcast. Tonight's <laughs> podcast is brought to you by Waterloo Lemon Lime. How is that? It's good, man. I like the the Waterloo's good. It's got a it's got a very energetic uh, uh, carbonation system. So it tastes. Does it taste like a rainy day? No, it tastes like a it tastes like a bright storm. No, it tastes like a bright October morning. Okay, well we're smack dab in the middle of that. I'm drinking a uh, old. I'm drinking Lacroix. I thought you were gonna say old, like an old, old style. style. I'm like, oh, we're relapsing on the podcast. Okay, <laughs> well, I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> no, I'm uh, I'm this is a uh, guava Sao Paulo. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's fine. I'm into that. You're into that? I don't know. Yeah. I think that I, LaCroix... The, the point with the flavors was like, just stop it. Give me five flavors. Four is five. We, no. don't need, we don't need 17 flavors. Sure we do. Whatever. We need variety in life, Steve. We all we are all going to die. Why would you... Why would you, like, curb the ability to try different things? I'm all for trying different things. You just want <laughs> grape? Lime, Lime, lemon, no, well, I, berry. I, I, no, we gotta have, uh, gotta have the 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 pamplemousse, the grapefruit. Here's the thing with Waterloo is the grape Waterloo, and I I know I am conditioned because I drink a lot of seltzer water, but the the <laughs> grape Waterloo, it is so grape tastic. It tastes like grape soda to me. It tastes like Fanta. Yeah, it almost tastes sweet, but I know there's no sugar in it. Huh. It's weird. All right. Um, yeah, I was just going to tell you, and we're going to do it because we're recording. Okay, go. So this was kind of a, a fluke that I was even able to be here tonight at this time. Normally I would be in rehearsals. I started rehearsals for the show I'm directing. Yes. So beginning next Wednesday, I am going to be in rehearsals Monday through Friday, six to nine 30 for well, six We're going to have to figure out when to do this or if to do this. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's a matter of if it's when. Sure. I don't well, want to take, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I, maybe we don't, maybe show week that week might be, it, it, it's either going to be good for us to get together or I'm not going to be. Well, able to. if experience has shown us anything, it's that when the pressure's on, it makes for good podcast. That's true. Last uh -huh. week. Was that last week? It was last. Yeah, it was last week. Joel oh and Steve God. coming in hot. I know, right? It was a week ago, right? That seems, seems like, like a long a, time ago, doesn't it? A very long time well, let's ago. Let's recap. How'd that go? How'd that all turn out? turned out fine <laughs> <laughs> well good night folks yep well we did it you can email us at ttbbpodcast at gmail.com uh yeah yeah we <laughs> yeah it was fine it was like it was a lot i think looking back on it that was a real kind of fever pitch moment yeah and it was there's always a last minute push to put everything together when it comes to the the theater the show business mm -hmm. the show business it felt felt it, that was in the middle of the storm mm -hmm. um 
but then it, it turned out fine and it always does. It just, uh, what I, what I think I talked to a few students and a few colleagues too about it. And we're like, we didn't, we haven't really done a live audience for a year and a half. Right. You know, not That's since intense. February of 2020. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. We've streamed some stuff and recorded some stuff. We haven't really geared up for a live audience and it just it felt extra everything because it's just we're out of the rhythm of that you know yep. so that's that's kind of when i listened back to that one i was like that's what that was mm -hmm. really like oh my god we haven't done this for a minute so any anyway to answer your question everything turned out fine well and so that's really it's funny because um my deal that i was all coming in hot about last week it's going great no good i had a very very long like i went to work three o'clock sunday afternoon and i slept a little bit at my office in my office actually oh. um did you uh, bring up like a i had an air mattress oh nice and which the air mattress was great but here's the deal is that my office has this automatic light switch in it oh, that if no. it senses somebody come in it turns on the lights so every time you move you turn every the time i rolled on? over the lights turned on i thought i didn't even get to, like about 10 o'clock PM were like, yeah, I think maybe we're good. I think yeah. we're okay for tomorrow. And then somebody comes and goes, we have a problem. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. So I'm finally starting to crawl into my air mattress at like one in the morning. Mm -hmm. And we got to be up at six, like ready to go at six. So yeah. I'm like, fine, five hours of sleep. I'm good. Five hours of sleep's fine. Whatever. I can do that for a night. <laughs> it's no big deal. So I go, I'm feeling pretty good, you know, going to sleep. And then at like 1.20, I shift in the bed and the light comes on. Like, oh, no. <laughs> So I'm awake. So I get up and I shut it off and I think, okay, I'm just going to lay here real quiet. I'm just going to, but then I fall asleep, you know? So at like two o'clock lights. Oh man. And I'm like, God damn it. So I get up and I shut the thing off. And then the third time it happened, I thought I had a blinding flash of the obvious is why don't you put a post-it note over the sensor? Oh, you're a genius. I'm a genius at three o'clock in the morning. So I got three hours of sleep and had 45 visiting people from the company that we were dealing with. And I mean, it's like go live. It's day one. It's ground yeah, yeah, zero. Yeah. It's like big shit, you know, that we've been big working shit. on. Big shit. And, uh, and so many people, and I don't know how you do with little sleep, but like I interacting am, with other humans is not great. I am no, I am, I am a tyrant. I am I was not like, good. Well, that's kind of like, there was this one, one visiting lady and I'd never met her before. And she had three trainees with her. And she was kind of trying to show off for them a little bit. And I'd never met yeah, her, but right. I was trying to fix a thing for her that she, and she kept telling the kids, see, this is what I do. And this is what I do. And this is what I do. And I looked at, and I finally, and like, I'm full blown ADD. Like if there's noise or talking, I can't concentrate. I'm trying yeah. to fix a thing. So I really needed her to shut up. And I, and, <laughs> yeah. I, and I was trying to be diplomatic and say, like, I really just need a minute to get this. And she just kept talking. Yeah. And I finally, and, she, and the, see, I do that. And I finally looked at her and said, right in the eye. And I said, actually, I'm the one doing that. <laughs> and everybody stopped. And I said, I'm just going to, I just need a minute. Like for about the fifth time, you know, I'm just going to take a minute and fix this. If you have to sleep in your office again, I'm going to recommend, well, yes, the post-it note but a sleep mask. Oh yeah. And believe me, I was thinking, you know, that would have been nice. Yeah. I actually have one. I just forgot to bring it. I didn't think I'd need it, but, um, actually but so anyway, I'm the one doing this. That's I did. I, I just stopped here and said, actually I'm the one doing this. <laughs> and the, the, the students were like, you know, <laughs> record scratch. Kind of. 
which is exactly the effect that I was going for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, like I really mean it. I need you to stop talking now. And uh, <sighs> but I mean, those kinds of issues aside, like it went really well. We're killing it. We're finished day three, and like it's everything's kind of working. So it's pretty awesome. Wow. Yeah. Well, cool. sounds like they hired the right guy. I well, you know, so far I I actually spent an hour in the car with my boss today. We had to drive up to Lincoln to fix the thing and just take care of a situation and um like we're cool you know it's really good mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. good yeah things are it's like all that all that but a lot of that the reason why things are really great is because we busted our asses for yeah. months yeah you yeah, know? yeah yep and um but you know that that like it, it paid off so it's really cool that is super cool mm -hmm. i mean i yeah i think the thing about where i was at last week and why things worked out is that yeah we have to i have to remember that that we put students in positions in the theater to be leaders and then we have to let them do that and i had a couple of students that really stepped up that last three or four days nice and it was like you know when you've kind of felt like you've had to do it all in the last year by yourself mm -hmm. you know we've kind oh, of had sure. to, we've kind of had to put the, the all of our stuff on our backs and carry it across the finish line the last two semesters three yeah, semesters yeah, yeah. to remember to to delegate and empower students and let them you know let them learn and sure. give them enough room to fail or succeed it yeah that's why that worked so i don't well, want to take it i'm kind of in the same boat because like i just hired a new person to do you know kind of tier one tech support stuff and uh it's been really it's been about a month and it's been mm -hmm. like, I've been very clear about the fact, like, this is a really kind of a weird time for you to start here. Like we're yeah. really, really kind of wrapped up in this thing. We got a lot going on and I may not be able to be quite as attentive. Right. My new person is maybe I would be otherwise. And, um, she's been really great. Like I've Good. been able to, she knows enough that I can say, go do things, you know, <laughs> and she's able to do a lot of stuff and, uh, she's able to walk into, She's not shy. You know, she can yeah, walk into right. an office full of people and be like, I'm here to fix the thing. And they're like, oh, okay, well, here's mm -hmm. the thing, you know, and she mm -hmm. just dives in, you know, which is really great. Not everybody can do that, you know. Yeah, you it's kind of walk them over and introduce them and, here, you know, kind of spoon feed <clears throat> the stuff. And she's like, just let me at them, whatever. Yeah. You know? I, and that's I, uh, really, really, really helpful right now. It's been really awesome to have her there to kind of take care of some of that stuff. I totally agree. I have a student that's working on, you know, I think I've talked about it here. There's, you know, the most of my job, I really love some of it. I have to kind of tolerate the, yeah, uh, that's work, but I have a student, I have, yeah, welcome to work, but I have yeah. a, I have a student that really has an affinity for that thing that I'm tolerating currently. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, stand back and let them rock, you know? Well, and that's and, the, that's, you know, that's the whole, it takes a village thing. Exactly. Exactly. Cause it's your right. I mean, you just said it, like, not everybody loves everything. But the thing that you just absolutely loathe, somebody else is like, I'm a freak about that. Let me add it. Exactly. And yeah. that's that's been the, the thing that I kind of learned from last time or the, the thing that I'm learning uh, that we talked about was that I don't have to love everything. I don't nope. have to love everything about everything. You nope. can't. Nope. You can't. You can't. You'd be crazy. We're not all things to all people. We are not all things to all people. Nope. Oh, man. Well. I remember well, uh, it when I was the production manager for the computer situation, mm -hmm. there was a guy that did one. Well, he, there was one guy that did the, he did like etching 
on, okay. on like custom laptop cases and stuff and computer cases like laser etching. Yeah. And he also did a lot of the like printing stickers and printing vinyl stuff. Yeah. And I could kind of do it, but not, you know, I never really had to do it. Right. I, yeah. I was aware yeah. that it existed and I could kind of fumble my way through, but I wasn't good at it. Yeah. And that guy just quit one day. Um, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm so screwed. Yeah. Like what, it, you know, well, it turns out this guy, Joe, um, Joe's kind of quiet and he just kind of did his job. And I never, you know, I didn't I didn't have to pay a lot of attention because Joel didn't require Joe. Joe didn't require a lot of attention. Right. But like an order came through that need an etch. Well, it turns out this whole time Joe had been watching the guy ah. and, he, and like he he kind of knew how to do it. And he just stepped up and started doing it. I didn't have to ask him. He just took the order and went over and started messing with it. Wow. And I was like, if it weren't incredibly inappropriate, I would hug you right now. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, the, yeah. And I don't, I mean, I, I do admire people that do that. I think that I am, I wish I had that. I mean, maybe I've had that in certain areas, but I, I always feel, I initially doubt myself. I'm not that person that's just gonna be like, I'll dive in the end of the pool and try to swim, you know? Right. That's, it's really cool to watch people do that. Well, I think, I think it's partly that Joe kind of wanted to do it because it is, it's kind of a neat process. Right. Right. You know, it's kind of cool to make it happen and, um, so I, I think a lot of us, he just wanted to play with the toy, you know, <laughs> but whatever it's like, whatever his motivation was like, it was perfect in that moment. I was so grateful for that. Yeah, man. Hmm. So Sometimes what are we talking about? Huh? Uh, oh, I just did a hard shift. Go. I was just like, what are we, what are we talking about? Are we talking about this? Is that I what thought, is I, I don't know what the hell is our topic. <laughs> we just started talking i i fucking ruined it i ruined Thanks. it with that question because it it's was fun. we were on a roll we were already doing it damn we, it that's like holly always asks me what's your topic this week i'm like have you listened to our podcast <laughs> well kirsten's like do you have a guest I'm like no we don't yeah, have yeah. guests yeah so we're just let it rock well holly's holly, she says i like it when you guys just talk oh okay I know, I know all nice. right yeah. then i won't force it don't force the, it the night's just, going just well i'm not gonna i don't want to label it man you know like <laughs> Labels are for soup cans, bro. Yeah, yeah, man. Let's just let's just let's just mess around. Are we vibing? Yeah, let's vibe. Let's just hang out. See what see where this goes. I'm not trying to pressure anything, you know. If we end up getting lucky, we do. I don't know. <laughs> is this that kind of podcast, troll? It is now. Oh boy. Um. So I ran into an old friend, mm-hmm. slash former coworker, slash wife of one of my old bosses, slash dance instructor person. Okay. Who um. It's a lot of slashes. Uh, well, right. Um, so I said, "Hey, you should." Me and my buddy Joel have this podcast. You should come. And she's like, "Nah, I'm not. I yeah, that's not going to go well." I'm like, "It'd be, mm. it'd be great." So anyway, mm. I sent her a couple. Uh, what do we do? Episodes. Whatever. Episodes. Send her yeah, a link yeah. to the podcast. Like, listen to one or two, and I'll hit you up. You know. Yeah. And uh, she'd be great. Um, but in the middle of that conversation, somehow it came up like one of us said something about trying to be like a nice person. Oh, I know it was trying to be better. Right. I'm oh, you, cause you're t- explaining the title. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. like, well, no, not nice, but like good. Mm. Like, I don't, I, I'm kind of over trying to be nice, but I do want to be a good person. Yeah. And that's kind of, a, and it's a, the, there are two different things. Yeah. And I, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause like, um, I think, I don't know if it was maybe how I was raised, but like when you're a kid, you're kind of taught, well, just be nice. 
Yeah, be polite. And that nice, be nice, be polite, and that is being a good little boy, right? Like yes. you are, you are being good if you're behaving and you're not throwing balls at the punch bowl or whatever. Like sure. you're just, just, just be nice. Don't make be, waves. Don't make waves. Don't yeah. throw a fit. Do the dishes. Take the sure. trash out. Just be nice. Do the things. Yep. But uh, those two things are not the same thing. I mean, I think there is a time to be nice, but there's also a time. Uh, there's a time for equanimity. There's yeah. There's a, yeah. There's a time to be. There's a time to be good. Uh-huh. That doesn't necessarily mean being pleasant or nice to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Hmm. And that's well. I think that's a. That goes back to we, you know, touched on last week a little bit the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you have. It's like, um, like if there's a situation that is unacceptable mm-hmm. for whatever reason, like I think sometimes there's a tendency to smile. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and to kind of just pretend that it's not happening. <laughs> yeah. In the interest of being nice. Yes. Yes. It is. That's almost like, you know, psychologists talk about the it's not it's not fight or flight anymore. It's like fight, flight, freeze or fawn. And that's the oh. idea of fawning of just like, well, I'm going to be nice and be pleasant and just be nice. And then, you know, rage drive all the way home, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, uh, and I think that's where it's getting into that place of like is be, like being assertive in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think also tactful. Yeah. Which is something that I've struggled with literally my entire life. And I understand tact to be, and I think I may have gotten this from Ann Landers, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is uh, the art of making a point without making an enemy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I struggle with that one. Cause if I, f- if I feel like I have to make my voice heard, I, there's an old story that I have to be, loud and mad and emotional and angry you know like i can't just i guess that's that's getting better Mm -hmm. but well you are a drama person i mean well yeah but that's where it's that's where it's most useful when i can do that like i Mm -hmm. had to recently tell uh a student like yeah you know i'm i'm sorry that i let you know that late to notice but i also i'm not going to take responsible i'm not going to take responsibility for how you feel like I'm not, you right. know what I mean? Like right. yeah, yeah, yeah. what you're saying to me is valid, but I also don't take it personal. Right. And it was kind of like, kind of shut the volume down in the room. It was like, uh-huh. Oh, like you, you're not, but it's important. I think to do that in certain circles, especially like quote unquote, the drama in the drama department, it's like everybody's emotional artists are through the roof and mm-hmm. you know, you kind of have to cut through, you know? And like, I don't know, I th- something earlier you were saying, uh, I don't even know what it was you were saying, but it made me think, read something recently, like, man, it, it know when it's time to stop uh, trying to make everybody feel a certain way Yep. and look for ways that you can be helpful mm-hmm. and leave it there, like leave it there. Leave it there. Sometimes being yep. helpful is being nice and pleasant and chumming mm-hmm. it up. And sometimes it is like, and I've, I've been learning Handle that. the situation. Yeah. Especially sometimes like, the situation's the boss. That's yes. Yeah. The situation mm-hmm. is the boss. Like, mm-hmm. like big Steve Parrish talks about on that grateful dead documentary. Yep. Like 
Sometimes that carburetor that broke down is the boss. Sometimes I'm the boss. Sometimes, yeah. you know, like the situation is the boss. And I have, I learned that last, or I practiced that, I guess, a little bit last week where it was like, I got to do the things that I have to get done, especially that area that I don't love very much. And I'm going to do them and I'm not going to like avoid it, but I'm also right. not going to get sucked into a bunch of other stuff trying to be nice. Right. Well, and that's, man. <laughs> One of the things that happened to Monday and Tuesday, one of the hard things is that the very short version of the story is that one of our providers was there was some miscommunication about what his needs were. Mm. Um, and I guess that's another way of saying that nobody told me that he needed things. Oh, yeah. And I have can document that, like, nobody told me, you know, show me yeah. an email. I didn't exist. Yeah. Footage not found, you know. Right. Well, this is one of our guys that he's kind of used to doing things his way. And right. with the new system, he has to do things our way. And so he's not super, uh, he wasn't super happy about that. And the fact that we had kind of fucked it up for him, he, yeah. was, he capitalized on that. Right, right, right. In right. a way that made me ordinarily, like it, he was undiplomatic is what I'll say. Mm -hmm. And uh, and this is like Monday afternoon when I'd already been working for nine hours on three hours of sleep, you know. Yeah. And right. uh, I've been bending over backwards for the last hour to try and accommodate this guy. And then mm. he comes at me with both barrels and uh, and I felt no need in that time, in that moment to be nice to him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I wasn't yeah. rude and I wasn't short and I didn't say you're treating me like a you're being an asshole right now. I didn't yeah, have yeah. to say that either. I just got him his thing. I got him functional and I yep. walked out of there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And that was it. Yeah. And I, I, I. I don't know. I I'm just seeing, and maybe it's just now of several years and several, but four years under my belt of like doing this job is that, um, uh, that ability to just sort of, I kind of lost my train of thought. What was I saying? The ability to just, um, not, not worry about pleasing everyone, you know, like that people pleasing stuff can oh, be real toxic. It's, but it, I don't know. I mean, like it is, but I'm really fucking good at, I mean, I'm really good at it. And I think that there's some, <laughs> like, maybe I'm learning. There's some like, uh, yeah, but at what cost? Exactly. At the cost of my sanity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I can draw a straight line from me trying to people please to me being completely resentful at folks. Yes. And uh, uh, dude, I, I, I know exactly. I have lived that a lot. Yeah. And it's not, it's just not worth it. Yeah, no, it's not, you know, I'm there comes to, and I, we've, I've talked about this a little bit before I was talking about it earlier. Like if something happened when like turning 50 mm. where mm -hmm. it's like, I, why am I at all worried about that? Yeah. You know, about and I think it has to do with the meditation practice too, which is that I see more clearly now how my people pleasing yeah and my like just just kind of gritting and bearing certain situations mm -hmm. turns mm -hmm. me just makes me really resentful mm -hmm. and then i act like an asshole and then it's a self-perpetuating cycle of shit mm -hmm. right and yeah so, so it's I, easier for me to and i don't know if maybe disengage a little bit or um i don't not get all attached on what i think should be happening well, it, it's also, I don't know, I guess as you were talking, what I've, when I feel I am in that spot of people pleasing or 
maybe even fawning as a sort of a response to stress, mm-hmm. it, it really is this opportunity to mask insecurity. Mm-hmm. You know, what it, what it is is that, well, I may, I, even if I'm not fucking up in that area, I feel like I am, or I'm worried mm. you think I am. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be overly nice to try to placate that. Mm-hmm. And it really just causes more anxiety and yeah. more fucking insecurity in me. Well, because in a way, because they... that's like being dishonest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so that's, you know, oh, what a tangled web we weave. Even if you're not like telling outright lies, it's like you're being dishonest with your feelings. Yeah. So then that just complicates things. Totally. Yep. Yep. I, I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> it's, and, and I will, yeah. And I will avoid learning doing that one thing I'm, I feel like I'm not doing well. I will avoid that mm. by trying to please other people. I tell you, man, the greatest <laughs> gift that I have given myself over the last year in a, in, I think it's six days. I will have been the director of this situation for a year. You know? Oh, wow. Yeah. And the greatest gift, the thing that has saved my ass is the following sentence. You know, I'm not sure. Mm. Let me get mm. back to you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there comes to a point you can't say that to everything. You know, right, 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 right. Because yeah. then it's like, well, why are you, what, why are you in that? <laughs> why, why are you on the payroll? Then? Exactly. Right, right. <laughs> but if I legitimately don't know, or I'm not sure. Yeah. I just say that. And, it, yeah. and, and I just, can I get back to you tomorrow? Yeah. And as right. long as I actually do that. Right. It's fine. Yeah. But, I've, and, I... and, and, and like knowing that, like, and I know, like, I know that that's enough yeah right 95 percent of the time and the other five percent is like well fuck it (laughs) (laughs) you know that's still an a right i i also i also know that like um the if i i just look at like you know the the data the 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 results of how much energy i burned trying to appear or try to trying to spin my wheels to look like I knew what the fuck was going on versus uh-huh. if I would have just been open and vulnerable enough to say, I don't really know. Can yeah, I get some yeah. help? Maybe yeah. I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta figure this out. I don't really know right now. And that's like, that's the other thing is like, I, can I, I need some help with this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's also, that's, that's like this magic phrase. <laughs> it's really, you know, if, unless you work in a, just a completely toxic environment where people are like, yeah, we got him. He needs help kick yeah. them all these down you know yeah. um most people if they're good people yep will say oh sure uh let's think this through or whatever you know what do you need i i just had i just had kind of an epiphany though when you said that is that i have been in my mind thinking certain situations or maybe even people in my life were quote unquote toxic and horrible mm-hmm but then I realized that those same folks, like recently I had to ask, like, it, it was an, ex- it was a matter of expediency. I needed to do this thing with this piece of equipment and I did not know how to use it. And I said, Hey, can you show me, can you teach me? I right. need some help. Mm-hmm. You know, within 10 minutes, I knew exactly how to do that. Work this weird scanner. Yeah. And I got, and I, he was like, great. And I was like, moved on. And I was like, did my thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe the toxicity is between my ears. <laughs> That's, I tell you, man. I mean, yeah. Here's like, people are not a black and white situation. No, no, they're not. We're not. 
we are people, not. personalities and psyches and morality and uh, motivations. It's all very fluid. It's all shades of gray, color pinwheel, whatever you want to, you know. Yeah, everybody's, yeah, everybody's current experience is impermanent. So you can't take a snapshot of somebody on a bad day and say, well, that's who they are forever and ever. Right. Because catch me on a bad day and I don't want the world to think of me like that. Right. Yeah. That's one of the things that I do. Well, it goes back to the loving kindness meditations and something that I've done even prior to hearing that term. Yeah. And I don't know where I got it from. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, but like when thinking about people. Yeah. Think of them smiling. Like what do they look like mm. when they're joyful mm. or like they're holding a puppy? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like even the most sour puss, whatever. Mm-hmm. Give them a puppy. You know, <laughs> some people are going to kick the puppy, but most <laughs> people not so much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or like just when they're wildest, whatever, you know, just them happy. And that immediately removes some of the vitriol. Well, there's, that's twofold too, though, is that you're, you're actually, if you can envision that person that you think is being horrible or whatever is you're dehumanizing them. Mm -hmm. You see them with joy. It's also like, you at the same time, it's an opportunity to wish them joy. Yes. You can send them joy and you can see them in that sort of open, vulnerable state and then you i'm i'm not i'm a lot less willing to want to you know throw them in the gulag or whatever right. or the gulag of my mind forever and ever as a horrible person well and i should i there's a addendum to the provider story i was telling earlier which is that um the next day he had another thing a wish uh yes. that came up but um that interaction was at least i felt seen as a human <laughs> mm-hmm. right yeah and i think it has a large part of the fact that i way i handled them the day before exactly yeah you know what I mean? like you can oh, yeah. treat me like i'm not even a human but i am still a human yeah and i'm gonna walk out of this office human Ugh. and so the next day like there was a there there was no like apology or mm-hmm. anything like that and i would not expect it because sure. frankly, that's there is a difference in our positions. You know what sure. I'm saying? Sure. Rank hath its privileges, and one of those yeah. is sometimes you can be a dick and not have to apologize about it. Right. Um, but uh but he was at least reasonable. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, and yeah, that, yeah. I, that was a win, <laughs> you know. I mean, sure. it was, and so and and then and then today I was working on a thing, um, and this person was having a conversation with my boss that frankly was a little animated mm-hmm. because uh, they work together. Like they're, they're not peers, but supervisor and whatever he was expressing some dissatisfaction. Yep. And, and the funny thing was, he actually said, I only care about myself in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm a specialty provider. I care about what I'm doing. The yeah. rest of this, I don't care about ah and i was like that's not entirely unreasonable ah yeah right right and i heard i was like that sounds like something i would say yeah and then i I had to realize like oh wait i'm him yeah well also you see the uh, this is the really interesting sort of nuanced compassion thing and i think anybody out there can can try this you saw that clearly 
instead of taking offense to it, you didn't take it personal. It's like, oh, he's a specialized provider in that area. Mm -hmm. And if he doesn't just focus on that, it could fuck up his work. Like he's not doing his job if he can't hone in on that thing. Mm -hmm. So all this other stuff, I'm just telling you clearly, this is irrelevant to me. I need to do this because I need to do this well, because if I do this well, other people can do their shit well. So you see it and you're like, Oh, that guy's not being a dick. He's just being very clear about what he needs for yep. very specific reasons. And yep. so do I. Yeah. Just like me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I yeah. really had that moment today. So this is like day three of kind of this story that's just kind of happened. Yeah. And I was sitting and I was in a different like physical facility. Yeah. But I was so I'm sitting in this kind of makeshift office listening to this conversation. I just kind of put my head in my hands. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Sound familiar? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, okay, all yeah. right. I I get it, God. I get it. You yeah. Know, I had that moment, like, okay, I, I see the light. Yeah. And once the, in a while, the, you get shown the light. Yeah, that's and that's the that's the benefits of a practice that removes the ego from the center of your universe. You know, a, when I when I'm well rested. Yeah. And well, you know, feel, you know, and I'm not hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, you know, like yeah. then I can have that perspective. Mm-hmm. But when I'm, when I'm exhausted physically and emotionally and mentally, everything's an attack. But you still have the tools to not actually correct lash out back. Yeah. I, I know that much now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's like a fail safe. Yeah. Like I, I'm just, I'm just, I, I went in to perform the task. Yeah. Perform the task. And I can do that. I uh, I can't think. I mean, I, I just thought of a scenario today where I was thinking of, you know, early on in teaching, I was so wrapped up in what students thought of me or didn't think of me. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That any sort of criticism. I remember one time I was like, I, I wanted to give a pop quiz, which I don't do anymore not because of this situation but just because i don't i was like okay pop quiz we're gonna do a pop quiz over the first like five chapters or whatever yeah sure you know and i remember a student was like this is fucking bullshit that's what they <laughs> said they're like this is fucking bullshit i was like excuse me and i was right. like you know how dare you you know right. and um my ego just took over and pop quizzes are not bullshit they happen all the time right right but i remember just like i chewed on that for a week it yeah. was just like, the, and and now stuff like that will happen. I'll be like, well, I take that. I don't take that personally. And right. I'm sorry you feel that way, but we're right. moving on. You know, right. like you can take it or not. Yeah. By the way, fine. you paid to be in this class. So yeah. Yeah. I, you can do that or not do that. It's up to you. Yeah. And I, but also being able to say like today, I tore, I kind of, I kind of pivoted the class lesson at the, not the last minute, about an hour before class. And it kind of messed with one of my students and they were kind of, they lovingly and very adult-like expressed that that was kind of shitty. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I'll try to remember that next time, but let's move on, you know? Right. Um, and I can admit them when I'm wrong too. Um, so that's, that's, yeah, there's a lot. I don't know. I guess what I hear you saying, what I'm, what I'm thinking about too, is just, yeah, the importance of seeing other people clearly, seeing them just like you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, just like me, they're here to do the best they can. Um, You'd hope. And it, yeah. And if they're completely destructive people, then why am I seeking their approval? Why don't I, right. just, you know, there's channels for that. 
that's you know as much as i hate to give the guy credit morrissey had a line like why would i give people valuable time that i'd much rather just kick him in the eye <laughs> yeah like why do yeah. i do that yeah yeah dylan said it too you know it's like uh why you know you know you know well just as i that you'd rather see me paralyzed why don't you just come out once and scream it <laughs> yeah right yeah that's such a great line yeah like we both from? know you hate me why are you being nice to me what song is that from it's from uh positively fourth street fourth street you got a lot of nerve to say you are my friend when i was down you just stood there grinning mm. yep yep mm-hmm. yeah man I, that's a that's the wild thing about committing to some sort of path is that there's always more layers, right? Like the point of this show, we talk about recovery on here and we talk mm -hmm. about our spirituality or lack thereof. <laughs> I was going to say, thank you for but tacking that on. The point of that stuff, I was talking to somebody recently. It's like the point of that is not to plateau. Like the point of this shit, right. any of that stuff is not to get to a point where like, all right, I, figured the, I think I got it dialed. I think I realized that it wasn't going to happen, but mm -hmm. I still thought that the point of it was still to get to there, even if it was impossible. Mm -hmm. But it, that's not even the point. The point of bettering oneself is not to just plateau and feel better. It's like, well, you, this is the path you're on. Right, <laughs> There's always yeah. more shit. Well, and that's, I think that's, and that is, I think is, um, you know, when I taught at the secret meeting podiums or whatever, if I'm telling my story, Mm -hmm. I, I say this because I think it's important. It's that I tried to not drink for a long time. Yeah. And uh, I would make it a day or a week, a few weeks maybe. But I knew in my heart of hearts that I was going to drink again. Mm. Right. I just knew it because mm -hmm. that's why, I, I, you know, there was a day on the calendar that didn't have an X on it. But on that day, I was going to drink. Mm. And, uh, for whatever reason, um, and so that whole trying to, I'm making air quotes here, trying to not drink never worked for me. Mm -hmm. It never worked for me. Um, but once I got into 12 step recovery and started there and started to, and actually, <laughs> actually started to work the program, yeah. work the steps. Then it became, instead of trying to not drink, it became working the program. Yeah. Living, living sober rather than just not drinking. Trying to not drink. Because yeah. it, and it's the same thing you just said, I think, which is like, it's a, it's a completely different mindset. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a completely different way of looking at the problem. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing that I think any spiritual path worth its weight will encourage its participants to, to do is to continually be curious about their experience and interested in what's happening versus expecting perfection or relief all the time. You know? Yeah. That's not going to work. It's not going to work. Nope. I was talking to somebody about that recently. It's like, you know, this person was going through a rough time and they were kind of experiencing some depression that was eating their lunch and they're like mm -hmm. and we kind of talked it through and they were like i need to be curious about that and mm -hmm. he, when he said that i was like man that is so fucking profound like okay everybody of, drink it's right. profound 
Everybody uh, drink. Yeah, the drinking game. The well, hey, well, it's like 45 minutes in and I hadn't said it yet. That's true. People, uh, some people's <laughs> bingo cards are pretty empty, but now you they should can... have a, a trying to be better bingo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, just the ability to be interested in your own experience, be curious about it, whether it's pleasant or unpleasant mm-hmm. or none at all. Like that's, that's, I think, the, the thing that I think people of faith or people of practice are are trying to do is like mm-hmm. how do i continue to be interested in my experience versus absolute yeah and i think that's you know even with the jesus tradition that's like that whole you know what would jesus do yeah i think that's one way of being curious about the situation because and that's the i got a hat tip to rob bell like i stay tethered tangentially to the christian path because of that guy mm-hmm. and he's always pointing out in the Jesus stories about how that particular prophet or teacher took a, took an action or a choice or made a decision or did something that was not expected. Mm -hmm. It was against the grain that was not expected. That was towards peace and towards truth and towards, you know, shaking it up and tearing down the walls versus, you know, being amazing himself. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah, the folks that I think that are really doing that work are are trying to find the middle way, the mm-hmm. third way. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Maybe. The fuck do I know? I don't know. <laughs> All I know theology is theology student. What? I'm not a theology student. No. Man, and the, oh, fuck. Don't get me started. The 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 Joel's fucking getting his old man came out. I'm going to yell at my clouds. Uh yeah, the you know when when you when you see i'm going to be very third person when you see <laughs> mm. certain institutions gut and cut their religious studies departments it's like why why would you do that <laughs> at a liberal arts education why would you cut philosophy why would you cut religious studies why would you cut political Just science right now because we don't need people thinking critically we need them making and doing and making money for the economy Yes. Mm-hmm. No critical thinking. No looking pat. No looking in the past to try to change the future, or no, no understanding how political systems work, so that we don't have despot leadership. No, none of that. Right. That's all very intentional. I know. Mm-hmm. But it's couched in like, well, you're not, you're not getting a lot of students, so we should probably cut your program. Well, the you know, you got to keep the door. You got to keep the doors open. But we do have. I mean, we this particular place probably would benefit. Let me put it that way. From a from a, a leader that understood that not all assets to a place like that are monetary. Yeah, and it's nice to see that. You mm-hmm. know that there's like bigger ideals than just the bottom line. That's that's real. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, you've talked about culture at your job mm-hmm. or what, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like those sort of things have better, have, have just as much value mm-hmm. sometimes. Well, and that's by putting my experiences, I mean, it obviously requires competent management and that sort of thing. But if you put those higher values at the front, yeah, the money takes care of itself. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cause I've certainly worked for places where, um, money was the only thing that mattered yeah 
and fuck the people, <laughs> fuck the customers, fuck the employees. Um, I'm just but getting that, mine. And it's but like, still, even if, even if the money is rolling in, it's still from a place of lack. Right. Yeah. 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 You well, know what I mean? uh, for a place or a place of lack or, uh, just, you know, greed. <laughs> yeah. But greed is rooted in lack. Yeah. That's right. True. Greed that's is true. rooted in poverty. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Cause I, you know, I need more. Yeah. And greed, if, if anybody celebrates greed and ignores poverty, they're doing it wrong. Yeah. hundred percent. I saw, you know? I saw a meme the other day. It said, uh, and it is about the, you know, billionaires. And so there should be no more billionaires. Yes. When you reach 999 million, we just give you a trophy that says that you won capitalism <laughs> and give the rest to schools and medical institutions and yeah. eradicate poverty. And then we name a dog park after you. Yeah. Or, or fuck it. We'll name a cancer center after yeah, you. Yeah, whatever yeah. you want. We'll name whatever, whatever you, you want after yeah, yeah. you. But I just love the I won capitalism. I trophy. won. I it's, won. And you. And you you get you get a you get like a like the the money bags guy from monopoly monopoly yeah, you get like uh -huh. the suit and the mustache and the cane right. and, the and, the, and a bag of money yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you won congratulations well, congratulations <laughs> yeah you, yeah but you, this we, is america and that's never going to happen so no and not mm -hmm. as long as now it's like the real now I've won so good. I've won so good at capitalism. Now I want to go to space and I yeah. want to run space. Yeah. Well, <laughs> more power to them, Joel. They're just trying to be happy just like you and me. Oh, fuck. See, it's so hard for me to be that to like, there are, there are a handful of people of notoriety that I really, when, when it's like, we pick the worst person to try to have compassion for. There's like, Rickets. <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pete Ricketts. Let's reach out to Petey Ricketts, see if he'll be on the program. You'd have to get through Taylor Gage. Oh, God. That's I just almost threw happen. up my veggie burger. Exactly. I know, right? Speaking of, though, we really should try to reach out to our mayor before she's not our mayor anymore. You know, that would make a real nice 50th episode. Oh, my. Well, what number is this? 45? 48. Oh my God. I know, right? Are you gonna email her or am I? You got the you got the did anybody email us? No. <laughs> Damn it. I offered a contest. I said on Instagram, I said I saw that. If anybody emails them, you're gonna be entered into a contest. I'll pay for the mug. You get a TTBB mug. Nobody's gonna email Nobody's us. Nobody's gonna fucking email us. <laughs> Uh, I do get a, the occasional advertisement from people wanting to help promote our podcast. Right. Right. I delete those. You know, nobody, nobody is more algorithmically aggressive with their advertising than Instagram and better podcast mics. Oh, I looked, I looked up a better podcast so and now every ad I get yeah. is for a podcast mic or an arm or software, or, you know, a new mm -hmm. mixer. It's just like, holy shit. These guys yeah. know what's up. Well, that's why I got my little mixer deal. <laughs> that's what happened. It burrowed into yeah. your brain. Well, I yeah. Like, Oh, I need one of those. I started thinking about it. And then, you know, I got inundated with advertising. Then we never works. did do our live show on the, we, like in the park. Well, Sunday morning coffee with Joel and Steve. Oh, we could do that. We could totally do that. Yeah. I love it. That may be the best time to do it, actually. Uh -huh. The best the best time of the week for the next little bit. 
I wonder if we could do it on Jack's porch. Jack? <laughs> Jack. <laughs> we'll bring dog treats for yeah, uh, know, Sancho. For, your, for Sancho. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can spin records. <laughs> You'll be like, he'll be like the Ed McMahon. He'll just be over there just like the hype man. I don't know if Jack wants to be Ed McMahon. Well, you know, although we, if we need a good one-liner. Exactly. Yeah. We could we could have we could have a uh, pun corner with Jack. <laughs> and he could have puns for the week. I don't know if Jack could, uh, Jack kind of needs to ruminate on him a little bit. Well, they do do that sad him and a few other people do that Saturday morning coffee men's coffee. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Although I think he even overslept it last week. It That's amazing. So people, people just show up at his house. What hey, man, where's coffee, what, man? What are, what are our friends? I think the only guy that actually showed up said, I just sat on Jack's porch and talked to myself loudly. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, we, you know, if we did it on the morning, like we'd have a live audience. That's true. I don't know if those guys want us there, though. I don't think it matters. True. It's yeah, Jack's true. house. That's true. As if Anna, Jane, and Jack say it's okay, I feel like they'll yeah, have to good. deal with yeah. it. Well, well, we'll work it out. But yeah, um, I'm going to be in South Dakota this week, and I'm really excited to see some wildness. Wildness, yeah, like wide s- open spaces. Well, we're going to see, you know, one of the Black Hills. We're going to see oh, yeah. some. We're going to see some bikers, probably. Yeah, maybe you'll see, see some- the. You're going to go see the Mount Rushmore. No, I've seen, I mean, we'll probably have to drive by it on a way, but I saw last time we were there and it was like, this is a really holy place for indigenous people in this country. And they just carved three white dudes into it. Yeah, it, just, it just does not. I know. I but we are it. like a stone, literal, probably stones throw from crazy horse monument. But I, uh-huh. I have to go back to wind cave. I've been there a couple times and I don't I, know what that is. It's this huge cave system. Oh. It's a national park, Wind Cave National Park. Oh. And you can go down way down in the caves and like you can do like just like the easy walk through the, you mm-hmm. know, prepared path or you can like get a helmet on and like spelunk. Wow. I don't okay. think I'm going to be doing that. But Wind Cave I think is really I don't know. Wind like, like W I N D Wind, wind cave. cave. Yeah, okay. because there's a, the original opening of the cave there's like the constant rush of air because oh, of the pressure mm-hmm. and indigenous folks in that area used to believe that that was sort of, you know, that was essentially the womb of humanity mm-hmm. and it's a national park now, but, um, it's fucking amazing. And then we're going to go see the, like the needles highway and stuff, which I haven't seen either. So nice. You know, you got a little cabin. It'd be good. Fall break, fall break, fall break. <laughs> <laughs> I take back all the bitching I've done about my job. Cause I get things like fall break. Yeah, that sounds pretty nice. I told I, to... I told the people I work with that come once uh, like the middle like second week of December they're not going to see me for a while. Yeah. Yep. I might work take... a day or two a week, you know. You're going to take a take a skip. Yep. I'm going to take a skip. Nice. Well, did we do it? Yeah, we did it, man. You know what I learned today? What's I learned, that? I learned yet again to see myself and others clearly and to remember they were all we're all fucking bozos on the bus, man. That's right. You know? Yes. So you got to ask me uh, the question. Yeah. What are you listening to these days? Dude, Steve? I got something. Ooh. I don't even know where it came from. I can't remember. Oh, it might have been Dave or okay. James Boudreau. Okay. It might have been Dave Gracie. But anyway, uh, the 
Peter Brotsman Sextet. The album is entitled Nipples. Oh, yeah. No, I think that's from Dave. It is from Dave. And it's amazing. Yeah, um, it's, it's pretty wild. It's amazing. It's the freest jazz. And if you just, you know, puked a little at that sentence, maybe this isn't for you. <laughs> but it's incredible. <laughs> it's there's, like this. There's jazz. There's free jazz. And there's the freest jazz you've ever heard. Yeah. And, I'm going to see if my mic can pick this up. Hold on. It's sort of cut. Yeah, it's sort of cutting in and it sound, oh. that sounds like a, like a robot vomited. Okay, but. well, yeah, but this was made in, I, want, I mean, sometime in the 60s, so there's no. Oh, you know what? Maybe involved. maybe the recording made it. That may well, have sounded just, better than it did over Zoom. iPhone. I mean, it's just, don't, please don't take that. But Nipples by the Peter Brotsman Sextet. 17 Nipples. minutes long, and it's amazing. Okay. It's, it, I mean, you, it, let me put it this way. You can't dance to it. Well, I take that back. You probably could, actually, if you really wanted to. You can but dance to just about anything. That's man, what I'm saying. But it's, but it's not, yeah, I, was, I was, you know, uh, trying to parody or satire parody or satire you know dick clark's got a good beat you can dance to it you know right yep. this is not that I'm it ain't, it it ain't the do run run you know what i'm saying i'm, I'm adding it to the money. ttbb playlist on spotify everybody yeah, needs do it. to follow yeah, it's, great. The it's so great okay i listened to the whole thing and uh, i just loved every second of it because it really i think what it has to do with is it sounds like the inside of my head <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a, what just a a sound spaghetti kind of yeah but it's like yeah, kinda, yeah. it's like kind of what amphetamines do for people with uh add it just kind of <laughs> makes everything click into place you know that's amazing and so that's the same kind of thing like oh i can tell i can just it just helps me focus yeah it does remind me of so when i worked at the coffee house back in my college days we, the owner mark would only let us listen to like three different channels <laughs> okay. right we had we had we could listen to the christmas channel during christmas time <laughs> oh no yeah we could listen to the christmas uh. channel because he was all about that christmas and then we uh. could also listen to like big band radio oh i love it yeah uh-huh which is I, fine but that's sure. very organized music yes, or we is. could just put it on jazz and uh-huh. a lot of times they'd play new weird acid fusion jazz shit uh-huh. like that and it love it and I would, yeah, yeah. I that when I listened to it the other day when he put it out there, it kind of reminded me of just being at the coffee house, and it was just a, 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 a chaotic noodling mess for like mm-hmm. twenty minutes, and I yeah. would just be cleaning coffee cups, worried Perfect. about my life, yeah, sweating. Like- <laughs> the other thing that I really have enjoyed uh, this last month or so is Ruby Vroom, oh. which I have to thank you for turning me on to uh, Soul, Soul Coughing and Mike Doty, the Soul Coughing Ruby Vroom. Yeah, it's great. I love that. I love that album. And it like, booms really... as cool as it booms as cool as sugar-free jazz. That's right. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Booze de bop de bop. Is Chicago? Is it not, is not Chicago. Chicago. That's on yeah. that album, right? I'm gonna. Yep, it sure is. A man flies a plane into the Chrysler Building. <laughs> oh man! It's the first line of the album. Yeah. Yep. It's really great. Like that entire record's awesome. And getting to see him play it live 20 years later was uh that was really great. Yeah, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. There's Very a cool. there's a remix. There's a remix of Beel uh Bust to Beelzebub. 
that I think everybody, should, it's like propeller heads, I think. Hmm. And they remixed, uh, I, I, I used that song in Gabriel's horn, actually. We've oh, really? That. Yeah. Hmm. He's, he has, oh, screenwriters blues. Oh my God. That song. Yeah. Everybody needs to listen to fucking Ruby Vroom by soul. It's Coffee. great. It has a good beat. You I'm can listening. dance to it if you needed to. It does. Mm-hmm. It's so weird too. Like if you read his book, Book of Drugs, he was really anti. He felt like really tied down by the rest of that band, and he really thought that all that music was shit. So he spent a lot of time like reclaiming that music. Mm-hmm. But you go back and listen to it, it was like, oh, fuck, it was really good at the time really too, good. Mike. Like mm-hmm. your perception of it is maybe a little off. Like mm-hmm. it was fucking good. Mm-hmm. It's certainly unique. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My my in, my intro to Soul Coughing was El Oso, the album El Oso, but I came to that one later, Ruby Vroom. Mm. Love it. Well, well, um, I'll I'll find us on the Instagrams yep. at uh, Trying to Be Better Podcast. Yep. Email us at ttbbpodcast at gmail dot com. We'd love to yeah. hear from you, or uh, not, whatever. No, please, no, please email us, and and <laughs> we don't need like, your email. It's like fine. for real, like if you've made it this I'm far, fine. like. Email us and tell us like what you've connected to. Like what is what why do you keep listening? We're coming up on fifty episodes. Why the fuck are you still listening to us? Really? I'd like to know. Me too. Even if it's just like, well, it's a couple of people yamming at each other in the background. That's fine. Sure. Why do you listen to us? Yeah. I uh you know, this is a total segue, but one of my favorite things out of when we went and saw the big fifty year dead thing in Chicago. In yeah. 2015 mm-hmm. this couple that i sat and sat next to this relates to you saying even it's just people yammering in the background yeah they were like i mean not that there's like a typical deadhead but like they they looked like they're from out of town you know what i'm saying <laughs> kind of older 60 ish yeah. you know pretty straight laced you know but they yeah. were digging it you know mm-hmm. and during the set break i asked them like so uh where are you from just like you do you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, the very short version of the story is that the lady, they ran a, in the, this little town in Wisconsin, about like an hour and a half away from Chicago. They r- ran a, an independent print shop. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. every every Sunday night, the wife did the books for the week mm-hmm. and she listened to their local community radio station, which played the Grateful Dead Hour. Oh, nice. And so for and it was one hour, of like the three hours that she was working, you know? Yeah. But for like 20 years. She'd been listening to the Grateful Dead Hour just because it was what her pl- station was playing. There was no other connection or interest or anything, right? Right, right. But she'd been listening to David Gann's Grateful Dead Hour for 20 years every Sunday, most Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so her husband, like one day, came into her office or just came in the room, whatever, with a, an ad for the Fairly Well shows yeah. in the yeah. Chicago paper. And he was like, the grateful dead are playing in chicago do you want to go see them and she said you know i think that'd be nice oh my god and they went and they bought they i think stub hubbed it you know yeah right and they went and and they just had they were just the nicest people just there they were completely utterly blown away by the whole thing right yeah. And the husband, he says, you've done, you've been doing this for a long time. I said, well, 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, and like, this is what it is. It's what it was. I said, yeah, all summer long, like all across <laughs> yeah. the country, 30 yeah. times, you know? And he just said, 
that's incredible. I said, it really was, man is. That's the sweetest. I remember you telling me that when that happened, that's the sweetest. It was the sweetest thing. They had no, there was no drug thing. There was no weird thing. They just thought it would be nice to go see the grateful dead people. You know, it's just like, like, <laughs> like, you know, my in-laws who listen to wait, wait, don't tell me every week. It's like, Oh, wait, wait, don't tell me he's in town. Do you want to go check it out? Right, and all yeah, of a yeah. sudden there's like a, you know, a tie dyed horde of people yeah, selling yeah, yeah. their wares. Like, like I had no idea. The wait, wait, don't tell me people had such a fall. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's literally, but I mean, like she'd heard all the weird music because gas yeah. played everything, you know, sure. she'd yeah. heard, she'd heard it all. She'd heard yeah. the whole story in hour long chunks weekly for 20 years. That's so cool. Right. <laughs> it's just- well, everybody support your local community radio station. Yeah, Ours is real. KZUM, baby. 89.3. KZUM. We got to get Carrie on here. Carrie Simrad, the, our, the director. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. I wonder if she'd be awesome. Well, we had her husband on. We might as well get her on. Sure. Hit her up. All right, man. Yep. I love you, dude. Love you, too. Talk to you later. Later.
double twist when you hit the air. Look at Julie down below. The levee doing the door pass. So I say,
Don't forget, toot your hooter.